You're listening to the Holistic Interior Design Podcast. This is a podcast that guides you as a new or inspiring independent interior designer navigating your entrepreneurial path. Here, with my over 20 years experience, I will share my holistic approach to design with intention and ancient practices, including feng shui, all incorporating mind, body, and spirit into my design projects. You will also learn from seasoned interior designers as they give strategies and insight of how they built their businesses and continue to work in the field. Together, we will discover supportive trade partners, new ideas, creatives, and inspiring artists from around the world. I'm your host, Rachel Lorraine Crawford. Hello, hello, and welcome back to episode 148 of the Holistic Interior Design Podcast. Uh, I'm your host, Rachel Lorraine Crawford, and today I wanted to give you a sneak peek, uh, a little behind the scenes in a session that we had with our pro members. We meet once a month to do group coaching and a mini workshop. And this last workshop was all about pricing. I got to expose my pricing formulas for the flat rate fee, along with my procurement fees, how I do my markups on products and the like. So if you are a pro member, you can definitely go back, watch the recording in the portal, or you can listen to it in our secret design coven podcast but today i am sharing um, some tidbits of our group coaching sessions which did focus on pricing before we dive into our episode i'm going to go ahead and set our space and pull us a card so just connecting with all of you once more setting the intention of wisdom creativity design support just lighting our beeswax candle again in the color of the third chakra for clear communication. And I'm using the Nomad Tarot deck. I've been working with this deck since the beginning of the year. Let's see what wisdom we have for us today. Ooh, we're looking at the Four of Cups. This is the card of feeling um, stale, not necessarily stuck, just like not inspired. Um, and whenever this card comes in, it's always a reminder that there's always an opportunity. There's always something right within your field. Um, you just kind of have to turn your head, change your perspective, get out of the funk by getting out of your bubble, connect with other people, look around you, see what's actually going well and focusing on that. So really just focusing your attention on things that are going well, things that inspire you connecting with others, connecting in spaces that give you that extra bit of energy so that you can get out of that little stillness that you might be within. And I hope this episode gets you out of that funk as well and gets you inspired. Uh, Again, it's an episode taking you behind the scenes of our group coaching during our monthly workshop and group coaching session for pro members. So if you've been thinking about joining pro this will give you a glimpse on what to expect. I hope you enjoy. Well, that's pretty much how I charge. And I'll send you, I'll put this PDF in the portal. So then you'll have it and you can create your own, you know, spreadsheet or whatever. Um, however you do it, you just customize it to your process. You need questions on any of that? I have a quick question. Do you do your agreement and your proposal separate? Like, do you send over the proposal and then have them sign an agreement after that? Like all the 
legalese of it after. So I usually will um, send them the proposal. Here's all the numbers. Here's how much it costs. If you agree on this, then I'll send you a retainer or a deposit request and the agreement together. And then usually I'll take a check because I don't want to charge credit card fees. And I'll just say, I'll, I'll pick up the check and the signed agreement when we meet for our consultation. Okay, cool. So you said you, um, consultation as in after the presentation or because the presentation's when you give them the proposal, right? So it's. So or... I'll meet with them first and I'll, I'll even just do a phone call or a Zoom call mm -hmm. and qualify the client. If it's more complicated, then I'll go at, on site and do a consultation, then give them the bid. So after the bid, the next step is to go to the house, review the questionnaire, take a site measure. And that's when I pick up my agreement and check. Okay, got it. Um, if you're picking up a check, what's the deposit request? That's the 50% on my design fee. So let's say my design fee is 10 grand. I'm gonna take five grand that day. I take the other five grand on the day of presentation, the last presentation of the products. Does that make sense? So they're just signing what often what they'll pay. No, I'm getting a check too. So I'm presenting a proposal. They say, yes, here's your agreement. Here's my uh, request for 50% down. I'll meet you at your house on Monday so that I can do a site measure, take photos, and I'll pick up your agreement and I'll pick up that check. And then when you present the final selections, I'm picking up the balance of my design fee. And then when, when I place orders, I'm taking money for orders, plus my procurement fee. They can pay, they don't have to pay in person if they just want to pay you with a credit card in the portal, that's fine. And they can email you back their signed agreement. But usually I, I take every, I take check, just easy, it's in my bank account. Uh, any other questions otherwise with design clients or projects? I'd love to know what you guys are working on if you guys want to share what you're currently doing. Hi. Um... So I'm currently working on four different projects with a flipper. Oh, uh, cool. <laughs> kind of, because I'm kind of losing my mind with it. Because yeah. <laughs> I feel like, well, one, of course, I undercharged um, because I'm using these as portfolio pieces and I don't okay. have like a good portfolio at the moment. So I, I was willing to do that on my terms, I guess, right? Um, but also, I feel that because they're in the in the market for profit, it makes it so much more difficult versus like a, a homeowner, right? Because a homeowner uh, wants yeah. things that are like permanent and and they know their sell, which here we're just like kind of guessing what the future homeowner um, would want. But I guess the, the challenge for me is I'm trying to stick to the integrity of the style and historical value of the house. Yeah. So we're working in a lot of places like Pasadena, um, some parts in West LA where we do have these 100 year old homes, right? That's yeah. so my goal is to not gut these places and, and install gray floors <laughs> like we're seeing on the internet by all these people on TV shows. Um, so I guess, yeah, like I said, my challenge is just really trying to persuade the company to and the client to just not be like everybody else and really stand out if we're gonna 
take on this kind of project because I mean that's that's the kind of designer that I am and want to be right right so yeah so, yeah it's kind of like positioning yourself um in those places and then being up front before taking on the project of what your expectations are and how you want to operate and just setting those boundaries up front mm -hmm. uh, but yeah it's hard because the flipping it's like they want low cost really fast and then what everyone else is doing so you kind of have to team up with a flipper that has the same mindset as you and the same aesthetic and um yeah i mean it's really about being in that that mindset of this is what we want to do um i know like right now i'm looking i was just like talking to somebody about you know contractors and how some contractors are very stuck in their ways they only want to use this product they only want to use this vendor they're not open to different things and as designers we're creative we want to do things different we want to explore different ideas so I'm, I myself am looking at like which contractors I actually want to work with, mm -hmm. which ones I want to take, you know, into the the next level. And I've, the contractor that I'm working with right now for the Bivouac project, he's down for like more commercial, different, exciting stuff. Where other contractors, I remember presenting things to them, and they're like, I don't, I've never done that. I don't want to do it, you know. And they're just really, nope, we're not going to do that. Just like really hard. So then it's like you just got to figure out how you want to run your business and then sometimes you have to pull the plug on certain things but know yeah. that aligning yourself to the projects you want to do because if you keep saying yes to those you're saying no to other possibilities you only have so much time right thank you so um we have a consultation next week with um uh, it's more of a commercial space and she does like healing work energy work in there but it's like a small sized office so you know we've talked about like oh, a living room or something so it's kind of falls in line with that for the you know so i don't know like how do we switch that over and think more like commercial terms you know because it's like we're not getting a couch in this but it's going to be about the same amount of work i think because right. it's a rental right. unit so yeah how do we prepare to know like what how do um figure out the fee for that too you're kind of just creating that as one room like it's one thing so you can just again be like okay we're going to do an on-site visit it's going to take this many hours to measure to um take our photos to document everything we're still going to do a floor plan still going to take this much time sourcing so you're just kind of lumping everything in one thing versus going oh the entry is going to be this and the bathroom's going to be that you're kind of just thinking of it as one whole entity and lumping everything together so it's like okay we have got we know we got a source like the entry, the living room, the office space, how many hours do we think that's going to take and just do one number there. Does that make sense? So you're not breaking it out. Because yeah. it's just like like one of those little small shared office spaces. So it's it's like one room, like a one bedroom or something like that, you know, so it's kind of the same, but yeah. <laughs> so we're well, kind of just... People do commercial um, bids based on square feet too. So they'll charge like $3 a square foot or $5 a square foot. And then however big the place is, that's how much it is. So there's different ways, but it's always a flat rate, you know, for the most part of like how much, either how much time you think it's going to take or charge by the square foot or. So you wouldn't normally do like a percentage for procurement and installations for commercial? You still do that? Okay. The procurement fee is separate from your design fee. Alrighty. Um, anything else before we wrap up? Well, that was helpful. Thanks. All right. Have a good week or weekend. Thank you. All right. Thanks. We'll see you. Bye, guys.
You've been listening to the Holistic Interior Design Podcast. If it's one that you have been enjoying, please share with anyone else that you think can benefit from this knowledge and leave us a five-star review that helps us get seen and found by other new and aspiring interior designers. And if you're looking for mentorship, I invite you to join our club here at the Design Coven. It's a bridge between school and real life interior design. We get in much deeper there. We have virtual and in-person events. So everyone is welcome. You don't need to have a design degree to be part of it. Just an interest in holistic interior design. I also want to thank our editor, Marcy Ferry. And lastly, Kinseth Thibodeau, who is our music composer. Until next time, be well, and we will see each other soon.